Welcome to Bound by Books, a podcast of five authors across the genres talking about that one thing we're all bound by, books. I'm Tina Moss, and today I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, Marianne Morea. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, but some I, with my background, though, I trying like to get something. I like background. I like it. It looks yeah. good. I did this uh, for one of the t-shirts and the stickers that I did for a convention. It, if you can read it, it says, we are the granddaughters of da, 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 the witches you couldn't burn. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Strong women. Strong women got to always be strong women. So Exactly. So Marianne, for our new listeners, what is it that you write? I write uh, parent, mostly paranormal romance that straddles the genres with straddles the genre of urban fantasy. And I also do paranormal women's fiction um, romance, I guess is always romance. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, dabble a little bit in YA and I'm going to be get, be beginning cozy mystery soon, but every single one of them is paranormal. Nice. Paranormal, Bill. some strong women. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love me some witches, vampires, and fae and <laughs> reapers. And <laughs> we love it all. Absolutely. And what about you? Well, I'm Tina Moss, and I write paranormal romance, urban fantasy. Um, I strayed into paranormal reverse harem slash what I call fae romance um, by chance, by some reader requests. And now coming up in October, I have sci-fi romance, which I'm very excited about. So, And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about covers, as uh, in what's in a cover, right? What does it mean? Why do they have certain images? Why the sexy men on some, certain covers? And why not? <laughs> why not, right? And abs. <laughs> Gotta be abs, right? <laughs> and it was interesting because as I was dabbling into this sci-fi romance genre, I found that the vast, vast majority of the covers was the sexy man chest, and in our case, the sexy alien man chest. So I just had a cover reveal for Aliens Captive, the first book in my series that's coming out in October. Ooh, and it, so far, it's been, it has very similar coloring to the banner behind me. Um, I'll pop an image up on the screen for those of us watching on YouTube. But in doing the research, I just found that the almost the entire genre was man chest, where as in other genres, there, there can be Manchester, like I think paranormal romance, contemporary romance, but there's also some couples sometimes. Yep. So depending on the genre really spans that. But what do you think it is about these, these Manchester covers that are so popular in some genres? Well, um, you know, I know you know, but our listeners won't know that I, I recovered every single one of my, um, the, the, the Howells romances, which are my shifter romances, um, and I, originally there were couples on them, but the mm -hmm. minute that I put the sexy guy with the man chest out there, all of a sudden everybody too was like, Ooh, and they took notice. And it's just like, Oh yeah, everybody loves a, a little cut guy there. So <laughs> all the, 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 the muscles, the rippling muscles. In fact, I was joking with the, with, uh, uh, Danielle earlier, mm -hmm. the other uh, Danielle Bannister, another author that we do that because I just had my recent move, you know, I moved, mm -hmm. sold my house and moved. And she, you know, we were talking about the movers. And I said, yeah, I said, if they were 
supernatural hunks that we all love on our covers, you know, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be as, as so upset about being so tired after having spending two weeks doing nothing but packing. But no, exactly. instead of instead of muscles gleaming with sweat, it was more like dad bods and, and butt crack, you know, plumbers <laughs> crack. So, so yeah. This is why we gravitate towards the man chest. So the man chest <laughs> cover. And I just wonder, like, what is it about, like, sci-fi romance to, I would say, for, again, for the vast majority, is very steamy. We're talking four to five spice levels on, on the spice rating. So I understand why the, the man chest or alien man chest cover is certainly... Uh, prevalent in that genre but I wonder with genres that maybe have that mix paranormal romance is a perfect example right sometimes they can be ultra steamy and sometimes they could be even closed doors depending if it's a sweet paranormal romance so we run the gamut of covers yep, yep. Um, but with the with the super steamy ones if it's in certain genres it is it is definitely Manchester how did you find your sales, if you don't mind sharing, of when you switched to the the Manchester. Company. Oh, it definitely went up. Definitely went <laughs> up. The other, you know, it was, it was. I mean, the other covers were okay. They were kind mm -hmm. of formulaic. But the minute that I had, um, just the, these these beautiful men on the mm -hmm. covers, that you do they, and of course they, you know, unless you're, you know. Mary, you know, you're, you're uh, Lisa, I forget her last name, who's married to Jason Momoa. You don't see this <laughs> every day. This is not your, your typical, you know, your typical significant other. So sure. in life, so, but um, they did, they, they, it, 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 people really perked up. People really perked up. I mean, perked up. <laughs> perked up. Yeah. Including yes. me. <laughs> Exactly. So you were saying about moving, though, that would be kind of a fun idea for some of those cozy mysteries or maybe even the paranormal women's fiction, you know, a hot paranormal moving company. Go copyright yeah. that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, it would be. It would be. But there always has to be some kind of a mystery, something going missing or somebody finding a dead body in a box somewhere. Or... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> moving and suddenly there's a there's a mysterious box that has yeah. something in it that shouldn't. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of book two of my paranormal women's fiction. <laughs> oh, so, oh, which one is that? What's the title of it? Um, well, the first one, you know, is is Jeepers Reapers. Um, mm -hmm. That's a it doesn't have any man candy on the cover. It has a big raven because paranormal women's fiction tends to have an item on it as opposed to Manchester. Um, so the second one is called Where'd You Get That Keeper? And mm -hmm. the, part of it is a go, you know, there's a ghost box that wish, washes up on shore and there's something inside that shouldn't be there. But it's not a body. It's it's a it's a soul. So oh, it's not a body. It's just a soul. It's fine. Just a soul. Yeah. <laughs> when is that coming out? Um, it's due to come out on October 30th. And I'm Ooh. actually going to be doing a relaunch because I'm not changing the covers because the covers are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But I am putting it under a pen name. Um, I am going to relaunch it under a pen name simply because of like we were talking about the different spice levels, mm -hmm. um, you know, paranormal women's fiction, just like regular women's fiction. Everything is kind of closed door or fade to black, you know, there's right. or just a hint of sexual tension and so forth. So it's really only like one one spicy uh, hot <laughs> one, pepper, one, pepper. one spicy, <laughs> one pepper, one flame, <laughs> you know, type of a thing. So because I do have all these 
four and five flame books out there. Mm -hmm. I have to keep my contract with my readers to make sure that what they expect is what they get instead of like, oh my God, what is all this sex? You know, or where is the sex? And she's turning the pages. Where is it? So that's a really good point with having a pen name, right? Because so often on our covers we want to have the same type of branding. So when you move to a new pen name, are you going to have um, different branding for that pen name as well on the covers? I'm trying to keep certain things the same, like mm-hmm. for like I, I publish under Marianne Maria, obviously, and I have the same branding for almost all of the covers that are out under that under that that name. But for my um, YA stuff, I switched to M.A. Maria. So it's still me. People can see the thread because it's still paranormal, even though it is YA. Right. Um, and when I, when I redo these, they're going to be under another name. It'll be under Marianne Danbury, uh, which is my, mm-hmm. my maiden name. And, uh, and then I don't, I, you know, and I think I'll probably do the cozy mysteries under that as well, because they will also be paranormal. And it's kind of the same demographic, you know, you readers mm-hmm. out there, the ones that, that, that love those paranormal women's fictions and paranormal cozy mysteries, you t- tend to all be kind of, in the same grouping, which is great. You know, it's a, it's like a, you know, I, I, I'd love to, I'd love to target you all. (laughs) (laughs) And that's perfect because you talked about with the paranormal women's fiction, their object covers, right? Yes. yes, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that genre has the object as opposed to something, you know, Manchester or otherwise? I think it's because the romance doesn't, is not a, it's not as much of a factor as it is in paranormal romance or urban, even urban fantasy romance. You know, it's like there's urban fantasy where it's just the kick-ass female usually on the cover. And then there's parent, then there's urban fantasy romance, which is kind of like a subgenre of the overall genre. Right. Um, so, and they're all under the same category of fantasy, whether it's paranormal romance or whatever, it's like, there's an umbrella and mm-hmm. then there's a smaller umbrella and an even smaller umbrella until you get to the, all the way down until your niche. Right. So, but doing your research like you were talking about is really important because the readers, all of you people out there listening to us, it's really important, you know? Mm-hmm. So Tina, yeah. what is your favorite Manchester? Which, which, uh, which oh, no. model was your favorite Manchester? Oh, that's so difficult because I have, so all of my sci-fi author friends have been teasing me for the last year and a half because I told them literally a year and a half ago that I was going to be jumping into the genre, but I was doing it over time and I was going to have some books ready. And I showed them the covers early. Oh my God, what a mistake because there are literally six covers that I have that have just been sitting in my inbox waiting to go out into the world. I've been dying to show them. So I just revealed the first one. I can't wait to reveal the rest, but there are definitely a lot of, um, Hot Manchester that the world has not seen yet. But I think my favorite would have to be Code Black, which is up behind me. Um, that that model was uh, the smoking, smoking hot. And um, some authors do get professionally done photos with models. I have not done that. I've used stock images because there are some, um, well, very plentiful, sexy stock <laughs> images out there to use. There is no limit limitations of uh, sexy man chest. So I would have to yep. say for right now, code black, but maybe in the future that might change as more of the sci-fi books come out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then uh, depending on your cover artist, they get a little, um, they get a little creative. Like I have one here. Let me yeah. just get up and show you. Ay. All right. 
so these are just two that just, you know, um, there, this one is the wolf and the rose, which is, oop, where is it? There it is. The wolf and the rose. Nope. There it is. Wolf and the I rose. I love that one. I'll put another one up for our YouTube viewers. Too, okay. So can see this that. is all right. He is, um, he's actually a CGI, uh, created man. He's not real. He doesn't exist in reality. That's so it's a, it's a, it's, he's a modeled and, uh, my, cover artist put him together and put the 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 because his uh, his name in here is is uh, uh stefan and he is called the iron wolf and that's, so that's why he's got the wolf tattoo over his you know his substantial pictorial muscle there <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> anyway that's but awesome. um you know and then then of course there's you know this is uh ooh, where is it that's what happens when you use filters you can't get in there where are you <laughs> there you are so torn between two alphas so i've got two amazing manchests there i don't know if you can see them you probably can't so so if you're listening to this podcast you really need to go and check it out on youtube to see the manchest cover (laughs) yeah Uh, there it goes i got it in the camera there oh my gosh and there there's two men on the cover with one woman that yeah because this is a this is a menage (laughs) yeah it's a menage so I mean, like, this is what I'm talking about. That's why I needed the M.A. Morea, because, I mean, mm-hmm. how could I have somebody who's reading YA stuff and then all of a sudden picks up, you know, two men, you know, or, or you know, wrong book, <laughs> two right. men and one woman, you know, to so and they're regardless of how hot they are, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so important to your reader, depending on the genre you're writing in. For example, I have um, Urban Fantasy, which is A Touch of Darkness, which has that strong woman on the cover, which is very popular for that genre. And then with my paranormal romance books, I have the traditional Manchester. And then for the sci-fi, I also have the traditional Manchester. All of those genres kind of go together. So I've always kept them under the same pen name. I felt like urban fantasy is very heavily on the romance, my urban fantasy. My paranormal romance is paranormal romance. And then the sci-fi paranormal romance readers have a big crossover. A lot yep. of paranormal readers read sci-fi and vice versa. So my name has always been kept the same. And the thing that's the same on the covers is the style of my name. So it's always in over there, the same font, the same branding. So whatever cover you're picking up, whatever book of mine, you'll know that it's mine, but it's clear from the cover that it's a different genre. Yeah, Mine is always here across Mm -hmm. the top. And then the, you know, the the title is at the bottom, Mm -hmm. which you know, this, damn this filter. Anyway, <laughs> damn it. I should just let it be the blank wall behind me. I was trying it's to be so fun. Funny. I was so trying funny. to be fun. I guess you're not fun when you turn 56 anymore. At least it doesn't oh. work great. Right. It's like everything else going south. So, but yet on this one, I had to put it. Where are on the you? Bottom. Yeah, I had to put it on. There it is on the, bo- <laughs> on the bottom. So because the title was so long. You know, right. so it's either it's either on the top or on the bottom, but uh, but it's uh, which is kind of fun <laughs> having a choice to switch off top, top or bottom. Or bottom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> see, you get us talking about Manchester and what happens, you get all dirty. So anyway, so with but, Marianne uh, Murray, it's also always in the same stylized font. Yes, it's very always. recognizable. Yes. With your pen names, are you going to switch it up completely or are you going to keep it in the same style? Um, no, uh, I have a completely different font, 
um, mm -hmm. with uh, with the YA stuff. And when it comes to, to doing the paranormal women's fiction and right. the cozy mystery, I haven't really decided yet. I think um, I think I may decide to do the same name, but different treatment to it mm -hmm. for paranormal women's fiction and, and, and cozy mystery, because cozy mysteries always have those kind of cartoony covers to That's them, yep. you know, and, you know, so the font has to kind of match that. Mm -hmm. um, whereas my, whereas paranormal women's fiction, it's always a little bit more, especially for, um, uh, my series, which is, you know, deals with death and death central and, mm -hmm. you know, a CEO of death, a CEO of death central, who happens to be the angel of death, who likes pencil skirts and stilettos, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's a different style. So right. that's, you know, with the, with the single, you know, with the single element. So, mm -hmm. I don't, I, I think it'll be the same name, but it'll be a different treatment just to kind of separate them a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I, I know that there are authors out there who have scads of pen names and yeah. I just don't know how to, and, and I, you know, I, I'll put this out there to the readers who are listening, mm -hmm. you know, because it takes a lot to, for us as authors to promote our, our pen names and our work and so forth, you know, if, you, if, if an author has four pen names, do you want to get four separate newsletters or would you rather get one newsletter or would mm -hmm. you rather have four different author pages to follow? Or would you want one like a passion page that says, you know, paranormal romance by, you know, right. or, you know, or or fantasy, paranormal, urban fantasy and yada, yada by, you know, and then, you know, fill in the author name, you know, fill in. The That's line. a great question. So, it's also a great question for the covers themselves. Like do readers want to be able to recognize that it's one author spread across all these different pen names, or would they just rather be following what it is they want to follow? For example, your urban fantasy readers might want to read everything you write, or they may just want to read your urban fantasy. So I think it also depends on, you know, who it is that's reading. Like yeah. there might be authors that I love and I'll read anything they write. Whereas there's other authors who I just love in that genre, but I'm not really interested in their other genres. Right. I mean, I think that would be a great, a great, um, question for the, the readers that are, that are watching us, especially if you're on YouTube with us, yeah. You know, that you can, you can, you know, put it in the comments because right. it'll, you know, help an author out, you know, <laughs> let us know what it let is us you know. want. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? We will give it to you. Give it to you. Good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Marianne, you also mentioned the paranormal cozy mysteries that they have more of a cartoon element to them. And I've seen those covers. What do you think about that? Like, what? why do you think that is the vibe for that particular genre? Is there something about that genre that lends to that more cartoonish look? No, I don't. You know, <laughs> it's it's funny because it's, uh, it, it, they're not, they're, some of them are funny. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think cozy mysteries are uh, historically lighter. Mm -hmm. um, there's no sex. There's only attraction. Um, but you're dealing in either somebody dying. Mm -hmm. Or you're dealing with 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 a with some kind of a robbery or theft, and there's always some kind of a something going, you know, a threat going on because if you know the closer the amateur sleuth gets to outing the you know the culprit, there's always some kind of a tense moment. So you're not dealing with you know uh, you know Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm here. You know you're just you know it's it's there's always a there's always an element of danger more than one. You know especially right. if there's a plot twist or two in there. Um, so. I don't know how it started with the cartoons. Maybe, maybe it was to play up on the humor as opposed to the, 
you know, the, the, the dire, the, you know, the, the, the murder element or something, right. but they're fun. They're absolutely mm-hmm. fun. I mean, I have two that are out with, um, in Robin Peterman's magic and mayhem series, the one is called big girls don't scry. Mm-hmm. And the other one is called demons are forever. So they're kind of punny, but the right. covers are fun to do, especially with all the pop art that's out there, you know, right. they're really fun to do. It's almost like they kind of play off of that rom-com element a little bit. Like it's, it's has that same type of cartoony feel to it, but it's yep. obviously it's more paranormal. I wonder if there was like some crossover between rom-com writers into cozy mysteries that like blend, blended to that style of cover. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's how it, maybe it's its origin story. I have no idea, mm-hmm. um, but I certainly am not a rom-com right. author, although I have right. the, the two that I mentioned are definitely, they fall into that that category in terms of rom-com but you know my stuff tends to be dark so mm-hmm. you know it could use all the humor it could get <laughs> <laughs> the thing i find really interesting too is that there seems to be this wave of again and these covers always go in waves right this wave of like no people on the cover and specifically in what was traditionally YA, but now that whole audience has gotten older and they're calling it NA slash adult or older YA of these writers. I think like Sarah J. Mass and Jennifer L. Armentrout, right? Where we're getting these object covers again that used to be popular maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Because when I think about um, some of the paranormal romance, you know, urban fantasy authors that I loved, um, coming up the ranks, you know, Sherry Kenyon and, mm-hmm. you know, Charlene Harris and Kim, Kim Harrison and Karen Marie Moaning, you know, they always had, uh, you know, items on right. the men, you know, and if it was a guy, it was kind dagger. of great, great <laughs> out. And he's holding the dagger or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, you know, J.R. Ward, you know, that type of a thing. So um, maybe, you know, it's cyclical too. It's mm-hmm. like fashion. It's mm-hmm. cyclical. It's cyclical. You know, I've got stuff that's still in my closet from the eighties and yes, I am that old, you know, but, um, that are now it's coming back in, 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 in style. Like all my cockroach, uh, killer, uh, pointy shoes, they're right. all back in style, you know? So <laughs> I'm still waiting for my big wide leg pants to come back because God, they're I love in. them. They're back. I love them. I just want to wear them all the time. They're back. They're Can back. Give me the big wide leg pants. Um, yep. But with these covers, one of the questions that has come up and that I've seen a lot in social media is, are these covers becoming more popular again because people are feeling embarrassed or shame about reading a Manchester cover in public? Now, obviously, we have no shame. (laughs) You and I know are perfectly fine taking out a Manchester cover and sitting on a park bench and reading. But it's interesting, especially for, I think, the younger generation coming up of having this kind of sense of shame in reading a, a book with a sexy man on the cover. What do you well, think? I don't know. It, 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 I think there may be something to it. Not so much shame, but mm-hmm. like guilty pleasure. And you don't mm-hmm. want anybody to know that this is your guilty pleasure because it's you might be a little bit embarrassed that this is your guilty pleasure. Like people who actually admit they watched the real housewives right, you know right. you know or me i like i watch 90 day fiance all oh, of God, them I love that show <laughs> oh my god i like you know what i sit there with my popcorn and i yell at the television i do because i know you were an author like me who will right. never write a, char- a female character who is too stupid to live no. okay and these, i'm like I, I looked at my he cut my husband came in the other night and he's like what are you watching and he watched for a little while he goes 
what is wrong with these girls? Are they are they that stupid that they realize that they're in their 50s and they're dating a 24 year old and they don't think that they that they're a sugar mama? I mean, come on. So anyway, as to as to being embarrassed with this guilty pleasure, I guess it could be. But Kindle takes care of that a lot. Right. The younger audiences still like paper. They still like reading paper. So collecting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. I think maybe that's part of it that they don't want somebody giving them the stink eye on the subway or on the beach or Mm -hmm. on the bus or, you know, when they're when they're reading or or finding somebody who likes the cover and then does one of these and starts reading over your shoulder. (laughs) And you do one of those like, what are you doing? You know, (laughs) that's so funny. And I do because you mentioned the too stupid to live heroin. Right. And in my first book, A Touch of Darkness, which is co written um, with my co-author Yelena Casal that the heroin sometimes I feel like in books and especially in urban fantasy books sometimes gets a little bit of flack because I've had her accused of being too stupid to live and I always say she's not too stupid to live she's very capable she's the centerpiece of this entire book she just has too stupid to live moments like we all have yes we all do and I always feel like there's a lot of expectation in those types of books when you see the strong woman on the cover for them to like always be perfect or always have the solution in every situation and I'm like um she's still you know a person so sometimes she has the 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 ditzy moment or the moment where she's she's not completely perfect and she's not doing everything right um and I wonder too if these covers are also playing into that idea of the not going for the too perfect character or the too strong character. Because I find a lot of these object books also have characters that are very flawed or very morally gray or not the traditional type of strong alpha urban fantasy heroine that we're used to. So I I think think it's twofold. I think it is too. And, you know, when I say too stupid to live, I, you know, I don't mean that they don't have their, their, you know, this, the, when they yell, the, the ghosts yell, get out. And they, and you, you open the basement door. I mean, right. it's or like, they run know, up the like, stairs in the horror movie instead of right. out the front door. <laughs> right. That type of thing. No, when I mean that, I'm talking about like the damsel in distress. The, mm-hmm. ah, you know, I can't, I, I can't help myself. You have to rescue me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you happen to be kidnapped and you're locked in a dungeon somewhere and you know, you're all you've got is a bobby pin to try. You're not going to be able to dig yourself out of a, out of a concrete wall with a bobby pin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, my it's not happening okay but so you do have to you know sometimes it's a collaboration where you do need somebody to come and run you know and and Mm -hmm. and and rescue you but you know if you got yourself there because you were too dumb to do anything else you know then then yeah then you're too stupid to live your damsel in distress but if you're but if it was an honest mistake because you're because you 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 know either you froze or for for a moment or somebody got the better of you then that that happens in life it does right. it happens in life not everybody always has the answers i love the people who are like the well i would have well mm-hmm. yeah put yourself in those shoes maybe you wouldn't so yep. and sometimes i feel like you know we went from one direction to the other right we had this damsel in distress type character that always needed to be saved that had no agency of her own to this super alpha strong never making a mistake heroine and now I think we're kind of coming somewhere in the middle of that and trying to portray them as real people as as three-dimensional characters not to say that urban fantasy wasn't doing that but I think it was very much more towards this like 
women empowerment. We are going to show only strong characters and they have to be strong all the time to, okay, now we want to get some more uh, reality and relatability into it. And I do think the covers are, are making that statement a bit. I think that's true. I, I mean, because when you think of it and that, I mean, you're too young to remember, but you know, in the seventies, in the early eighties, we had all bodice rippers right. and they were all dam damsels in distress, mm -hmm. but they were, they were kind of uh, the ones that I fell in love with though, the ones that they weren't the fainters, but they were the, um, they were the ones who figured it out along the way and, and, and were snarky about mm -hmm. it. You know, like they, they could figure it out. Like they, they didn't have any trouble, you know, giving lip, even <laughs> if it meant that they kind of, you know, got, you know, tossed down a flight of steps or whatever, or backhanded or what have you. Cause in those bodice rippers, there were a lot of taboos that we don't write about anymore. Right. You know, the, you know, the bullies and so forth. Although there is bully romance now that seems to be a hot thing that, Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just can't write it. I'm too much of an alpha yeah. female myself. I can't write it. Right. So, but, uh, and if you love it, that's great. That's, that's <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boats, you know, but mm -hmm. anyway, I just, uh, I, I think, I, I think that cover design has still, regardless of which way it swings, it still has to scream your genre. Yeah. It still has to be a stoplight for the genre whether right. it's because of the color palette that is, you know, or the, the element that you put on it, whether it's a Manchester or an actual image or something, you know, like a, like a, a, a an object or something, it has mm -hmm. to scream. It has to scream the genre. Yeah. I do find that difficult with some of the more abstract object covers where it's not like, if you put a potion bottle on the cover, I'm, I know that it's going to be magical. The same thing where if you put a green alien on the cover, I know it's going to be sci-fi romance. But some of these, I think of like the traditional um, Twilight Apple, right? What What is that? I, 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 I couldn't tell from just looking at the cover what the genre is. And I do find that some of these modern covers are giving me that same vibe of like, I'm not sure, quite sure what I'm getting into here. The, the, the Twilight Apple was a little bit difficult because it didn't, in, in the book itself, it did not have one reference. I mean, I know that in the movie, they had the apple bounce off of Edward's hand and he <laughs> caught it, but right. they said they had to do like 15 takes to get it so that it would mimic, <laughs> it would mimic the cover, right. but that was affected. It wasn't something mm -hmm. that was, that was inherent to why, I don't know, you know, why, it, why they chose that. The other ones where it looked like the, the flower was dipped in blood mm -hmm. that made a little bit more sense, more sense yeah. you know, as it went along, maybe there was something having to do with, um, Stephanie Meyer as a Morbin was against Manchester, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So, I mean, it could, maybe she had input because of, you know, her own personal, she had, she had the veto right. power to be able to do that. I mean, and theoretically I wouldn't put the, those books with Manchester because I don't think they would convey that full steamy paranormal, maybe a couple on the cover, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, fully clothed. Or I think of the, uh, the, what was the old one? The Lux series. Oh my gosh. I think that was Jennifer L. Armand Trout too. The original covers had the, had a couple on them. Right. Um, but if you're going to go object, I think you still need, like you said, to be able to convey the genre. You need to make it right. clear that this is essentially a vampire romance. It might not be right. steamy vampire romance, but it's still vampire romance and, and skewing YA. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that maybe because the, I don't know, the, the the font was was kind of 
fantasy ish. Yeah. You know, it was kind of fantasy itch, but to each his own. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I just, uh, that wouldn't have been my first choice. Right. You know? I mean, it clearly um, didn't matter because the no. book sold, uh, you know, it sold obviously very well, but it, it's just interesting when I see these new object covers, specifically I'm thinking in, in new adult. And again, this upper YA that's, that's coming up right now. These, a lot of these object covers, I look at them and I go, I have no idea what genre you're trying to convey. Yeah, like on on Jeepers Reapers, I have um, I have a raven, mm-hmm. and you, you know the, the the colors are you know like the same colors as like what I have in my in uh, behind me right now, the, the blacks and the dark and purples and mm-hmm. so forth. With and you can tell it's it's fantasy, but I mean it's 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 obvious that it's kind of like um, that it's a paranormal women's fiction that it, you can tell from the from the feel of it that 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 the that is the genre it falls into. Right. So, and also the, the title Jeepers Reapers. Right. I mean, you know, so you can tell. I've gotten that a lot with um, Code Black and Red Alert. So they are paranormal romance and it's not clear from the covers that they are paranormal, except for the series name underneath that says Paranormal Crimes Division. But the reason I went towards those types of covers is twofold. It's because they really straddle the line of paranormal romance and romantic suspense. So I wanted to make sure that I was getting both audiences that I was capturing them. And at the time that Code Black came out, it was 2015 and it was a different style. So when this Red Alert came out later, I wanted to keep that same style for now, which I'll still probably do when the third book comes out. And then in a few years, I'll recover them and I might make them more paranormal. But at the time, this was a very popular style to have a minimalistic background to have the hot guy on the cover and then to have this fun kind of symbol for each of them so the symbols uh, on those books actually represent the heroines of the book so with code black it's this firebird and with red alert it's this um, panther so those are actually representative of the heroines but again it was it was very much trending at the time it was very much that style of the time and it was trying to cross two different genres so that's always hard yeah. that's always hard i mean like i have hunter's blood and and twice curse which are um it's book 1 and book 2 but technically there it's just book 2 is just a continuation of book 1 mm-hmm. uh, which has been a bane, the bane of my existence that they're split but yeah. um um but that's the, those two books skew more urban fantasy romance mm-hmm. and then the rest of the series there are the other six books in the series skew more romance paranormal mm-hmm. romance than urban fantasy even though there's action and there's um, um, you know some kind of a suspense that has to happen which brings me to a question mm-hmm. where's the line between mystery thriller suspense and romantic suspense i mean Paranormal romance right. can have a lot of action in it. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, or it cannot. It depends on on the author's choice and where the story goes. My my books, like I've said, they straddle between paranormal romance, urban fantasy, but mm-hmm. there's a third genre that gets thrown in there, dabbled, and it's it's romantic suspense, suspense. paranormal yep. romantic suspense, because there's always either somebody's kidnapped or they right. have to find somebody or whatever. So there's always that element to it. What do you think? Do you think that that uh, that there always has to be a who done it or a why why it was done and red herrings and so forth for a mystery? Or do you think the suspense is it has to do with the pace of the book? Um, so I would actually consider both of my books, Code Black and Red Alert, 
that whole series is paranormal romantic suspense. It's very much based on the way a romantic suspense novel is written, just with paranormal elements. And I think that's why it has a difficult time with the covers. And like I said, when the first cover came out, it was in 2015, and that book sold really well. Unfortunately, I didn't get the second book out until 2020 because of some life issues. And the second book, I think, because the trends had changed with the covers, didn't sell as well. And plus, it was also just much later, later time period between the first and second book. But with paranormal romantic suspense as a genre on its own, it doesn't really exist. There's no way to, to market paranormal romantic suspense. You have to market as either romantic suspense or paranormal romance. But yeah. the, the way that romantic suspense is written is that it's very high action. It usually has some type of law enforcement element, right? The, the hero or heroine, usually the hero, but is some type of law enforcement officer and the heroine is either being stalked or there's some type of kidnapping or abduction, like you said. And that's very much the, the plot for me of, of book one. And where book two, we go more into the law enforcement officers' um, lives and, and, and them solving, solving crime. But there is such a distinction in the tropes of romantic suspense that's very different from a paranormal romance, where a paranormal romance can have those elements. I think the entire plot line of a romantic suspense is really based on that. Yeah. I think that's a good way of, of saying it. And after you've said that, it makes me realize that even though I, I have said that some of my books are paranormal romantic suspense, that they are really paranormal romance with elements of suspense in it. Right. So, you know. And then you get this other genre, which again, doesn't quite exist, but it's kind of combined, which is paranormal mystery, where mystery, if you think more of like the whodunit element, right? Think of Clue. The, the traditional clue game, you're trying to figure out who the killer is, you're trying to solve it, but it's not quite as action oriented. It's not quite as suspenseful as a romantic suspense would be. Right. It's more, it's more like a psychological type of a thing where, you mm -hmm. know, Colonel Mustard in the library with a knife, you know, that's right. Type of thing, and, you know? and it's not quite as, um, you know, uh, you're not going to have these major fight scenes or any type yeah. of, of major violence or gore, whereas in romantic suspense, you technically can mystery. Mystery, I always think is like a, I hate to say it, but it's like a calmer element of whodunit than, than yeah. something that must be solved immediately. Right. So with your, you, you said your books are more paranormal romance with suspense elements. Which series is that? That would be my Curse by Blood series. Mm -hmm. and, and actually it's, it's my, it's all of, it's almost all of my books, every single one of them. To be honest, now in, in hindsight, I'm thinking even my YA stuff. There's always some kind of suspenseful element, something that's going on. Somebody dies. Mm -hmm. Somebody is being somebody is being stalked. There's always some kind of something happening, whether it's a paranormal entity that's doing it, or whether it's a you know so uh, you know a human that's doing it that's mm -hmm. being you know puppeteered by by something that you know something paranormal or supernatural right. every single one of them has something going on so, so how do you how do you market those books like what type of cover are you envisioning for that type of series Manchester, because it's mostly <laughs> because it's mo the romance is is uh is important it's integral to the story mm -hmm. um you know, the sex is the sex integral to the story. No, I have to say that my my books, you know, 
you know, can stand on their own without the sex if I removed it because the storyline is that solid. Um, and that's not trying to pat myself on the back. It's just that I've been told this. Right. Um, but the sex in my stories, for the most part, except for my Red Veil Diaries Club Vampire books, which are more, the, that was my attempt at erotic romance, mm -hmm. erotic paranormal romance. Um, you, you can remove the sex and the story will stay on its own, but the sex is normally a, a natural coming together of the hero and the heroine. Mm -hmm. In the Red Veil Diaries Club Vampire, there's a lot of sex, a lot. <laughs> so are those covers Manchester? Are those hot covers? Uh, yeah. They yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I know we talked a little bit about how you're switching between pen names. And I know from our author group that you are thinking of rebranding some of your covers. So yeah. with that particular series where you have the urban fantasy romance, you have the paranormal romance, you have the suspenseful elements, what do you think is the thread between all of them that can hold it together and help you to rebrand those covers? It'll probably, it will probably be the romance and there's certain mm -hmm. ones that need to be tweaked so that I need to up the romance and down the suspense a little bit, you know, right. but I, cause I also have a lot of history in a lot mm -hmm. of them because my vampires are so damn old that I always <laughs> give, I always give the reader a, uh, you know, a taste of an origin story, mm -hmm. you know, which is, which, I love that's right. something that I personally love. So I'm like, well, if you love it, then maybe your readers will love it too. So, and besides history is kind of my bailiwick. I love history. So um, a little bit of that historical flair. Yeah. But it's always in an origin story and it's mm -hmm. really only with the vampires because, you know, when you're almost a thousand years old, you lived a lot, you know? Yeah. So, but if you but, go for those Manchester covers instead, if you decide to rebrand them all with the, the, the hotter, you know, paranormal romance element being at the forefront, you could still have nods to that historical parts with like chapter headings or the interior page or, or something like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a package. It's a package deal. It is putting together a book, you know, we have to make it pretty for the readers. It's, it's a, it's like, when you're when you go to a restaurant and you have you know they don't just slap a steak on a table or 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 you know or some whatever it is you're eating if you're vegetarian you know like an omelet right. or what have you but they 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 always present it it's always you know it's it's a palate for the eye as well as for the the, the taste buds and I think it has to be that way with a book too it has to be be a a palate for all the senses for your you know to to when you see it you hold it. You know, I don't know about you, but I even smell books sometimes. <laughs> yeah, smell the know? paper. That's yeah. the one thing I miss about digital because I read so much on my phone now. But I miss opening up the book and like being able to sniff the paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the best part. Yeah, the ink. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, we're, we're just about at time. But before we wrap up, I have to ask you, what is currently, with all of your books out, your favorite cover? Oh, man. <laughs> That is a really, really hard. I'd have to say currently right now, my favorite covers have to be my Sentinel Brotherhood covers. Oh, so you cheated. Why? <laughs> you How did I cheat? Oh, well, there's, there's three series. Well, this is a trilogy and they, they one you have to read them in order, even though they're kind of standalone. You don't get as much out of it. But yeah, it's Manchester after Manchester after Manchester. And nice. it's a band of brothers. It's like a band of brothers type of a storyline. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So <laughs> the 
like, no, I'm picking them all. <laughs> all right, what about you? I'll let, what is your favorite series covers? Oh my gosh. So I'll have to go with the one that just came out because I'm always in love with my current baby. And um, Aliens Captive is, is the one that I am just, you know, gaga over at the moment. When when Code Black came out, I was that one. When Red Alert came out, I was that one. Um, a Touch of Darkness, we actually changed up a few times, and I do uh, love that cover. But um, it is not Manchester, so therefore, I'll have to go with with the sci-fi cover. Okay. All right. Well, so- readers, tell us what your favorite covers are. Give us the comments. Hit us up on social media. Let us know uh, what co- type of covers you prefer and which one is your favorite. And we can, you can always find us at uh, boundbybookspodcast.com. Each one of the authors that participates in our, our we're not a ba- we're a band of sister authors. There's five of us. So right. come and go, go on to, like I said, boundbybookspodcast.com. Like us all, look at all of our covers, send us feedback. We love hearing from you. Tina, where can they find you besides the podcast? You can find me at tinamoss.com and at author Tina Moss on all of my social media. How about you, Marianne? You can find me at mariannemorea.com and you can find me as as Marianne Morea on uh, TikTok and on, although I only have a little bit there, but Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Instagram, um, Facebook, and don't forget, sign up for our newsletters. Right. You know, you get and all so, kinds of interior insider trading information there. Insider information. And join yes. us every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere you listen or watch podcasts. And we will see you next week. <laughs>